welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Camp. I'm Michael. I'm joined here by the whole camp. We got the whole camp here tonight. We got Wes, Will, and Tommy. Will, how you doing tonight, man? Um, I'm doing good other than Shane McClanahan potentially being injured, but, you know, what can you do? We'll find out. We'll find yeah. out. Stay you tuned. said it was a back issue, though, not an arm issue, right? Yeah, that's the first report, so we'll see how accurate that is, and hopefully that's the case. But Yeah, that's... That's I bet how your back feels too from your uh, your team right now from carrying it this far. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle we're not in last. But to what three wins? Uh, hey, we got. I yeah, usually we got four. I'm last. Four wins. Okay. <laughs> and last place has what? <laughs> but that's that's a cute that's a cute record yeah, you got please. there. I'm like fourth in points forwarded and like second to last with burns and points against. That's where oh, it hurts. It's, it's awful. The points against. It's awful. If you have, if you and Wes haven't looked, Tommy, then go look at that points against. It's awful. But yeah, this is uh, episode twenty-eight of Fantasy Baseball Camp. Um, we're uh, a day into the week thirteen of, of Fantasy Baseball. So here we're gonna try to look at the prospects and see about prospects that have been called up already. See how they're doing. Think, see if we think it's worthwhile to hold on to, or maybe you're getting close to your selling point, or you decide you want, don't want this guy anymore. Uh, we're also talking about guys who uh, are on the cusps of coming up, and maybe if he's available and you need somebody to insert into your lineup to help you propel you into the second half, that'd be your guy. Um, Tommy, you got a guy who. Are, is in the majors right now that it should be pretty owned. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got a picture I've talked about before. I was part of my red typing train was Andrew Abbott. I think he's 81% rostered on CBS. And he was known as a strikeout king. He was like 15K per nine, 14K per nine through the double A. It was, it, yeah, it was it was the pre-tack ball. And so I think you're getting extra spin rate from it there. But even when we got to move to triple A for a couple games, it was like a 12 or 13K per nine. So he was still fantastic. Well, he got called up in his first three games. He allowed zero earned runs through, through three games. I think that was a Reds record. It was, yeah, it was it was fantastic. He went eighteen innings, no earned runs. It was it was beautiful. But everybody was hating on him because he wasn't really striking guys out. Uh, he had a couple walks, and it just really wasn't that impressive. And so a zero ERA, and everybody's kind of downing him. Well, he goes out against Colorado Rockies. Granted, Colorado Rockies gives up three solo home runs. Um, They're all wall scrapers. I mean. Kind of got lucky. <laughs> um, I've never heard that term he had before. <laughs> 10, 10 strikeouts and I think like a 31% swing strike rate. It was fantastic. And everybody's hyping the train. I'm like, this guy's legit. Maybe this is good, which is kind of so funny because you give up no runs. They hate on you. You give up three runs that you're the, the best thing since sliced bread. But with all things said, uh, after four games, he's got a 114 ERA. And a 97, 0.97 whip with 22 strikeouts and 23 innings, so just short of a K per nine. Uh, but maybe he's trying to trying to figure out. Maybe you know it's a new ball. His X area is three three nine because he's got some hard contact and um, he he had gotten a little lucky. So um, I I think I'll say all this to say that if you have somebody who's still hating on him because he wasn't striking many guys out and they haven't seen his last game, I would go out and try and buy him. Um, I think he's going to be a special pitcher for a special team. We've talked about their offense, how potent they're going to be um, with Ellie and McLean and Votto's doing well, Steer, uh, Christian Krasham Strand when they come up, when he comes up. The only downside being he does play Great American Ballpark, which is 
the least friendly home run ballpark minus cores um or the most friendly i should say home run ballpark so uh, I, I think he's a special pitcher i, I don't think he's going to be an ace um but i think he's definitely someone you want in your staff maybe a number two or a number three guy to carry you for a while have they said what uh, the plan is for Encarnacion strand yet like, where is he gonna play well i know yeah he's he's hitting like 380 or something in triple a right now he's there's no reason for me down anymore the best thing they can do is they don't have really a designated dh um they did have an outfielder just go out on the injured list i think it was fraley or freed i, I can't remember but spencer steer has been playing a lot more outfield yeah, I, see, I saw that um and so my personal opinion is you put two spirit steer in the outfield kevin newman has no business being on this team let let um ellie play third let mclean play short india play second Votto at first and let krishna cross strand dh dh and swap the Votto so we can get some time in the field i think you had those four infielders plus a dh and steer in the outfield yeah it's a six-headed monster and they got noel v Marte coming right behind all of them too i mean he's noel v's hitting 284 in double a right now with i think 12 home runs I mean, so you think no noel yeah. v is a trade bank Deadline for pitching? Um, no. I think if anything, I hate to say this, I think Jonathan India is probably more trade bait than than Noel V. Mar- Marte right now, and or a Spencer Steer. I think Marte, those two get or, traded not before. Marte, but India would would bring back a huge return right now. Huge return. Yeah. Huge return. The dude's yeah. ca- is called so controlled. A lot of couple, at least three years left of control left. He's been really good this year. I didn't even think so about that. So if you want to look at the Reds and how they've called up guys recently, it's always been publicity stunts. Did I say that right? Well, we're not so, accusing of after seven tries. This podcast, but you're pretty close. Today, Jimmy, this time. Ellie was a publicity stunt. Vado was a publicity stunt. Now that those are done, look at their schedule, and if they don't have anything else publicity-wise coming, that's when Strand's coming up. Yeah, that's what Brandon Brandon, who lives in Cincinnati, predicted Ellie's call up. Yeah, they wanted it to be at home, right? So that Red fans and they so had that they'd sell else. tickets. They'd sell tickets they, exactly. Yeah, they had with no other like fireworks or concert going or on or another anything. team in town. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's how they because a couple. What was it last year? They were the owners told the Reds fans, "If you don't like it, leave, you know, find find somebody else." After they were like, "Sell the team." Yep. And now they're in first place. <laughs> yeah. I li- Hard to complain. I, yeah. Andrew Abbott, I like it because he's got a good offense behind him. So even if he gives up, say three runs, he's not going to get the loss most times out of not if the Reds score runs. Um. I like his immediate fantasy impact more than I liked his uh, like his future, if anything. Really, MLB doesn't think too highly of him as a like an ace or anything, but a middle of the order quality start machine. So he looks like right now. Yeah, and his first two starts, he went 105 pitches each. I think he, yeah, he stopped only that? after 88 this time, but he was at six innings. So I mean, it's hard to complain about that. The opposite yeah. of some other teams with their prospects or call ups. Yep. He's like, oh, yep. you've you've thrown two innings and you've thrown twenty five pitches. Oh, come sit down. Come on, we'll ice your arm for you. Here's five ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So that was a. So that is my prospect. That, that's a that, yeah. That's a pitching prospect. Will I think see if a hitting prospect? Yeah. So you... my guy that I picked is Nolan Jones from the Rockies. He's got first base and outfield. Um, his point spread so far, he's gone 13, 37, 11, and he has 17. Um, this week is recording this on a Thursday, so he's got 17 going into Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you think he'd finish low to mid 20s, which is pretty solid. And like we've we've talked about many times on here, being a you know, playing at Coors Field and the effect there. Um, he's hitting 349, five home runs, 14 RBIs with five stolen bases so far. So he's producing across the categories. Um, and I think if I read that right, he almost had the cycle the other night. He was a triple shy, and it just took a weird, you know, hit off the wall. And outfielder made a great play getting it in quick. But he could have had the cycle. So, I mean, he's, he's hitting and swinging it, playing half his games at home. You know, it makes a big impact, big difference. <laughs> And he was a, a hyped-up prospect with the Guardians before he came over to the Rockies. So I mean, it's not I think, like he hold, snuck correction, hold on. For, at that point, he was it was a prospect for the Indians. I don't think he was a prospect for the Guardians ever. True. Well. <laughs> You're going to blow up like the Titanic. <laughs> we're, we're not going to go there. <laughs> Implode. But he yeah, was I like recent to the I Rockies, right? Like fairly recent, he was traded to the Rockies like last two years, within last. Yeah. I think it was last, yeah. last year. Yeah, but, I mean he's got yeah, his I fall and produce. I like Nolan Jones. I think that submarine company is going to go underwater after all this. Oh my goodness, Tommy! I wish I had my media board up there to just pull this uh, this <laughs> in right here. And... <laughs> oh, knee slapper for sure. Oh man. Yeah, Nolan Jones was the Guardians' number one prospect in 2021. A standout hockey center before concussion, concussions forced him to focus on baseball. Hmm. I didn't know so that. Pretty tough then. He got some grit. It means he's yeah. tough. Yep. And with so, dual, dual right, eligibility. I, I, I like, I like uh, Nolan Jones. He should start hitting higher in the order for the, for the Rockies. But that's all that's going for him. The Rockies are abysmal. Um, let's see if you if you have one waiver wire. Um, are we going Jones, Jones and Abbott? It's not really fair because Abbott's showing as a starting pitcher. Everybody needs starting pitchers. We'll wait for another uh, couple prospects to come through before we do a ranking. Uh, Wes, you got somebody for us to be looking at? I do. I do. I, I just want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call I do, this. I do. If somebody with the Orioles. By some chance, sees this. I'm gonna say that Anthony Santander, somebody like uh, Heston Kerstad, and a minor league pitcher get traded for Shane Bieber. That's that's my prediction. Anyways, so the guy that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about uh, has already been up most. Uh, you know, he started this season. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, since he's been sent down, um, he's three and zero with a two eight six ERA and a one one eight WHIP. Um, in 22 innings, he's got 29 strikeouts. Um, so he's been he's been really good since he got sent down. You know, maybe he just wanted to or he needed to to go down, get a little confidence about himself. Um, I honestly, he's too good to stay in AAA. And the Orioles are a great team where they can bring him up and allow him to learn at the big league level. But I really honestly just think he needed to go down and get some confidence about himself. It, I would not expect him to be down much longer. Yeah. Um, for some reason, this guy is 54% owned in leagues, 
when um, there's there are prospects who are still in AAA who have not even broken owned more than that. Um, Grayson Rodriguez started the year with the MLB team, like Wes said, went down, and he is doing well right now at AAA, and the Orioles are going are, are gonna to need him. Yeah, if they're going to – I think they're going to make the playoffs, but for that long stretch, if they're going to be in a playoff run, they're going to need uh, Grayson Rodriguez to be that front-end guy. Look, Tyler Wells is really good. Kyle Bradish is decent. Who else do they have? They have Dean Kramer is decent, right? But they don't have a front-end guy. And they're going to need Grayson Rodriguez. 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 Yeah. Good talk, Wes. Pronunciation. Did you learn English this week? Who's the lefty they got from Oakland? Uh, You're not talking about D.L. Hall, are you? No. No. You're talking about Cole Irvin? Oh, Cole Cole Irvin. Yeah, Cole Irvin. Yep. So, He's been decent, but yeah, you look at that rotation, you're like, how are the Orioles in second place? How do they have 45 wins? No idea. Yeah. They they just win, man. I don't they're really exciting to watch. They score runs. And you know, look, you do have to give the rotation credit though. Dean Kramer's been really good. Tyler Wells has been really good. Tyler Wells has been you great. know, they haven't been the front end Garrett Cole. Framber Valdez tight, but they've won games. And, you know, in the end, that's what it's about. If, if you win games, you stay in the rotation. So, All right, if you have one prospect, who who you, who you think is rest of the season better, Grayson Rodriguez or Andrew Abbott? I'm going to say Rodriguez. I – so I, – I think, I think Rodriguez will figure it out. I mean, he's, he's – been really good in the minors. He had a bunch of pedigree. Abbott kind of came in this year showing up. He hasn't been a name for years like Grace yeah. Rodriguez has been. If I had a bit money on it, it'd be Rodriguez. But it wouldn't surprise me if Abbott's been fantastic. But I think the odds are higher that Rodriguez is the better I pitcher. I think we've talked about this a few times where at that level, at the double-A, triple-A level, you know, the scouts normally don't get it wrong. And to have Grayson Rodriguez as the best pitching prospect in baseball, Andrew Abbott wasn't even on the board before this season. So what he did, you know, with 15 strikeouts per inning and like two walks per inning was kind of out of nowhere. And if you watch Abbott pitch, like, yes, he's good, but his stuff just isn't quite what Rodriguez's stuff is. I think Abbott knows how to pitch better than Grayson Rodriguez does currently, but Grayson Rodriguez's stuff, he will learn how to pitch at the big league level. And I think he will be that front end guy that might happen this year. Uh, I expect it to happen by the end of this season. I, I can't say that I trust Andrew Abbott to be as good as he has been all year because there's just not that much track record. Grayson really wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it a little stretch. He really wasn't that bad. He had, he still was striking guys out. He was walking a decent, but his whip is not terrible. 1.74 in 10 games. For a guy who has a 7.35 ERA, um, I think he just had a, his last three weeks in the majors. Um, he obviously needed to go work on something. Um, but Grace Rodriguez has this stuff. 56 strikeouts over 45 innings. Yeah, his... The guy flashes ace. If you look at his three blow-up games, right? I'm discounting the four-run game against the White Sox. That's different, right? 
So his three blow games, Oakland four and a third, five on runs, four walks. Uh, the Angels, eight earned runs, three walks. And Texas, eight earned runs, three walks, right? When he walks less than two people, he basically gets a quality start. He, goes, he went five, five innings, five hits, no earned runs, six strikeouts against Detroit. He did that twice in a row. And the Kansas City Royals, you know, they scored six earned runs on him. I mean, that's kind of an anomaly. Like, would you trade Andrew Abbott for Grayson Rodriguez, or would you hold on to what's what's rolling right now? And let's talk redraft leagues. Are you rolling with Andrew Abbott, or are you selling high for Grayson Rodriguez? I would probably sell high. That's just me. I don't. On Abbott. Yeah, I just. It's really tough for me to start a pitcher who has to pitch half of his games in Cincinnati. True. Unless it's a Hunter Green where it's just pure strikeout stuff. We you throw Abbott, 104 Abbott, miles an hour every yeah, other pitch. And Abbott does not have that, right? He doesn't have a 100 mile an hour fastball. So. I'm going to say, yeah, if if I can buy low on Grayson Rodriguez in exchange for Abbott, like, I would do that. All right, I'm going to throw another wrench in it. Will, I want, what do you think? Taj Bradley, Grayson Rodriguez, Andrew Abbott. I'm sticking with Taj Bradley. As good as the Rays are, and it looked like he's starting to – did I see that he had a good start a day yeah, or two today. ago? Taj has been – he's been yeah, fantastic. Since he came back, yeah. Yeah, so I, as good as the Rays are, and he had a good start earlier this year before they did that Rays thing where they sent him down. But, yeah, I'm taking Taj Bradley for sure. And that Rest is, of season redraft leagues. How are we ranking these guys, those three? I'm going to go it, Taj, Grayson, Abbott. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Does Taj, that Taj change is in one. keeper leagues, in dynasty leagues? I think Taj is still one. Yeah, I think Taj is still one. Today, I say I agree with that, Taj, just a one, but it would not surprise me putting Grayson over Taj once um, once they get going. I think the Orioles need to help more than the Rays do. They'll let him go. They'll let him go deep. They won't be like play games with him. Uh, he was the number one pitching prospect for a reason. That's a good So point. I think long-term, I think Rodriguez has the potential to be the number one on that list and, and the number one for the Orioles staff, to be honest. Yeah, the guy screams to ace with, the, with that strikeout potential. Um. So that's that's hitters. Do we have anybody else have another pitching prospect? I'm sorry, I said hitters. Pitching prospect we can throw into this mix. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, Emmett Emmett Sheehan is another name I wanted to highlight. And he just got one. called up, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did, did he get called up. But the reason a I want to talk to him. Double A. He was in Double A. So so in three, not full, but partial 2021 season or partial three minor league seasons. He had a 2.76 ERA over 39 games uh, for basically a one whip and a 15K per nine. I mean, there's nothing else you can ask for for, for a minor league pitcher to do. He plays for the Dodgers. They always know what they're doing. They, they figure people out. He made his debut against the San Francisco Giants, who have been surging as of late. Keep that in mind. He did walk two guys, only had three strikeouts. So, so just with Abbott, we talked about he's been a strikeout machine, and he didn't have very many. Anybody's got the yips kind of their first go out, but there's a caveat to that. He threw a no hitter through six innings against the San Francisco surging giants and it equates to an 033 whip, only two walks. So Dang. the minor numbers for that, for that, the 
His minor league numbers were fantastic. <laughs> you can't ask for a better start. It was a no-hitter. Um, he just hit his cap for, for a rookie in the first start. Um, and the only caveat to that is I don't think you can put him at the top of any of this list we're talking about right now because I don't know his long-term job security with uh, no Syndergaard and Julio Urias coming back from the Dodgers eventually. They've already like three or four rookies deep they're starting right now. He may be the first to go unless he continues to perform at an elite level, maybe somebody else, maybe Grove or a different guy. But uh, honestly, they don't have a reason to have no Syndergaard in their rotation. So maybe maybe he can take that spot if he continues to perform. He's pitching Friday the June 23rd against uh, Houston. So that'd be a really good matchup to see how that goes as well. Yeah, I remember I, I, I looked at Shaheen earlier this year as well, Tommy, and he was is putting up great numbers in the minor leagues. And with guys like Bobby Miller on Dodgers uh, rotation as well as a prospect as well, it's hard to know that job security, but gr- another a great guy to be looking at. Uh, I'll throw – So at- go ahead. I was going to say, add him to the list. Where does he fall for you guys? Sheehan? Yeah. In the in the list of Taj, Grayson, Abbott? Probably third. Abbott, in a redraft perspective. Third, th- who's he in front of, Will? Abbott, fourth. Yeah. I would for the rest of the season redraft? I still think one and two are the same, for sure. I, right. I, th- I think I have to put him fourth. Only, not because of skill level, only because of job job security. Yeah. Abbott's Abbott's up. That's He's true. Stay up. That's true. It, in three weeks, in three weeks, we go visit this again, and she hands. Hey, this is his job to lose. He's not going anywhere short of injury, or he just falls apart. I'm, I may bump him to second on that list for redraft, yeah. just with his track record, availability, and playing time, being secure at that point. Yeah, I think a guy who has more job security um, is Brian Wu of the Mariners. Mariners are struggling. They need something to kick off. Um, Whatever. Still, I think he was throwing today. Yeah, he threw his probably his best best game of his career today. Beat the Yankees and gave up only three runs. I think what that was zero five point one zero earned runs five Ks three walks. Yeah, I saw the best. Yeah, but the Yankee Yankees are so bad without Aaron Judge. They are. Like, so really bad. bad. I've never seen it. So in NBA, one guy can make a whole team. I've never seen that in baseball, but I have this year with Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Yeah. So we talked about the uh, Orioles earlier with uh, Grayson Rodriguez. Well, you've gotten the notes here, a pro- another prospect for the Orioles, but on the hitting side that can boost their lineup. Yeah, I put um, Colton Cowser. You know, he's obviously not up yet, but one to watch that you would think they would have up, you know, pretty soon. Um, just looking at the lineup, you know, there's a few holes there where he could fit in, you know, at the DH spot or one of the outfield slots. Because I know Cedric Mullins is coming back soon, so he's a everyday fixture once he's back. But who do you have outside of that? Aaron Hicks and uh, Santander. You know, they're, they're maintaining the other two spots. Mount Castle plays the outfield as well. Yeah. And uh, Austin Hayes. Yeah. I would think, you know, as highly regarded as Kowser is and – Orioles being good, you know, I imagine his time will be coming very soon because he's hitting 341 with eight home runs, six stolen bases, and only 51 strikeouts to 42 walks. So to me, that was impressive as well. So that's another guy drafted in the 2021 draft. We were just talking about how these guys are moving quick. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think Love we're it. starting to see the effects of the missed 2020 season, right? And and maybe that's in culmination with the rule changes to, like, there's no incentive anymore for clubs to keep guys down for service manipulation, at least not as much. I think it still happens, but not nearly as much. Jordan, Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker, yeah, right. <clears throat> Cardinals. Um <laughs> I don't know. Would you guys agree with that? Like, we're seeing so many guys get promoted from double A or. Do you 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 think that sixth seed helps? The what? Having a sixth sixth seed helps making it easier to get in the playoffs and saying, hey, you know what? If this guy gives me five, you know, five more wins for the year, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know how much money there is in the playoff spot? Even even just the last wildcard spot, there's so much money for the ownership. Yeah, and I think it's been proven that, look, guys at A, if you make it to A, you have the talent to play in the big leagues. The difference is the mental side of it, right? So, if you do well at A, Right, and, and especially for pitchers. Like, pitchers making the jump from A to the big leads is not as big of a learning curve as hitters. I, I don't know that you're going to see a hitter promoted from A. That's pretty extensive unless I start the year with the team. But, you know, look, you got guys throwing 100, 101 on a regular basis. You know, that's still that's just as hard to hit in the big leagues. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's less reason to keep guys down. There's more incentive to promote them. And clubs are like, hey, you know, you promote a Brian Wu, you promote a Mason Miller, you promote a Bryce Miller, you know, a Bobby Miller. Wow, there's – Three Millers right there. I did not mean to do that. But, I got to go get a beer. But, you know, all three of those guys have a fastball that sits at 99 or 100. And you know what? Yeah, they get away with it at the big league level because it's incredibly hard to hit. So if not Mason, Mason, Bryce, and Bobby, why not a Cowser? <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. Let's, let's, let's make a staff. Shelby Miller, he's been number fifth of the staff. He's horrible now. Well, who's, a, who's another pitcher Miller? Um, is there one more? Is there a fifth? Uh, what's the dude from the Indians back then? Andrew Miller, bullpen guy, right? Very good back in the day. Andrew yeah. Miller. Rank that rotation. Shelby Miller, Bobby Miller, Mason Miller. Bobby, Mason, Bryce. Miller, Bryce. Blank, then Shelby. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who the fourth <laughs> guy is. <laughs> Shelby's down there. So, all right. So now we're on the hitting hitting side of things. That's Colton Cowles. He's on the cusps. Um, yeah. I got I got one have, more pitcher. If you got another pitcher, I do. I do. Uh, so two days ago, Kyle Harrison was scratched from his start. I've been scouring for anything on his promotion. I have not seen it yet. Um, but in a couple of weeks ago, they increased his pitch count at AAA. They did. And he's been on a pitch count all year down there. It's it's really weird. I mean, but look, each you know each organization has their own thing. It's so. weird, but I, it's I would rather limit him in the beginning of the season than have to scratch him at the end of yeah. the season. Yeah, hundred like percent Strasburg situation. And I Gosh. think that's kind of the Giants' uh, formula. And you know what? Honestly, if there's an organization that you should look to as the gold standard for arm care, it's probably the Giants. So. Um, the one thing I'll say about Kyle Harrison, the only thing I think that was keeping him down was his walks per inning. Um, if you look at his AAA stats, he was walking more than seven per nine, which is awful. But 
What I will say about that is that in his first six starts in AAA, he had 21 walks of his current current 37 walks. So, you know, it looked like he had some control issues early in the year that his since, you know, he's gotten um, a little better. He's honed in on his control as the season's gone on. And his last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five starts, he's given up four earned runs combined. And he's, he's, uh, since his third start, he has not struck out less than five. So I'm real interested in Kyle Harrison long term dynasty leagues. I, I think the Giants are surging. I think it's a perfect time for them to call him up, you know, they, to keep it rolling. Yeah, to keep yep. it rolling. So uh, I'm really interested. And he's also, FYI, uh, he's got a 70 grade fastball. And if you look at goodness gracious, yeah, as a lefty, he's got a, he's got a seventy grade fastball, and there's so to compare that, Mason Miller has a seventy grade fastball. Now here's where I kind of differ with Fangraphs. They have Bobby Miller as a sixty five grade fastball. You know, it doesn't really go into details. You're not reading the actual scouting report, so I don't know if they're giving Bobby Miller as a as a 65 because it has less movement than than Kyle Harrison's or, or Bryce Miller. But look, as a left-hander, you know, with a 70 grade fastball and a 60 slider, Giants are a good team. They're surging. Yeah, real interested in Kyle Harrison if he gets the call. That would I I would be all for it because that would help the Dodgers not make the playoffs as well. Henry Davis had a home run tonight. I didn't realize Did that. Did he? Looking at some highlights. Let's go. Nice. Yep, his first career home run. Let's go. Who's it, who's that against? Uh, Miami. That was my recommendation from last episode, so one point for me. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're commenting on a home run that's uh, – and when this isn't going to air. This is air, this shit. We're recording this Thursday night. This is airing Monday. You're commenting on a home run. Yeah, by Monday, uh, Henry yeah. Davis is going to have three home runs. I'm, I'm going to call. Yeah, him. for sure. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I have a, I have a question for you guys. Let me read you a stat line. And you tell me if it's underwhelming. Guy's slash line is 321, 387, 536. So you look at that slash tiny line and you say, is that guy a good player or a bad player? Uh, he's Say that one more time. He's below league average. I'll Snapchatting. 321, 321 batting average, not below bat league average, a 387 on base, and a 536 slug. So 321 average. What's wrong with that? What's yeah. wrong with that? That's, that's pretty good. Near, that's near above average. No, that is above average. Yeah, it's it's above almost average. a 345. 345 yeah. is what you want. Yeah. So that has been, according to Twitter, the underwhelming start from Ellie De La Cruz. <laughs> he has not, not been when anybody wanted him to be, and he's... MVP numbers, two home runs, six steals. He's striking out a lot. Is he three? Is he? Is that his stat line for real? I thought I saw it worse. Yeah. I thought it was worse. The average? Nope. His batting average is three twenty one. He's slugging five thirty six. He's got a triple, well, two doubles, or excuse me, four doubles and two home runs. He started his like first three games with like a home run, a double, a triple, and then all of a sudden he was batting like one eighty for the next few games. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny because in the last episode we were talking about. The hitters aren't starting hot whenever they come up, and then Ellie Dara Cruz comes up and he is on fire to start, and then he kind of settled down a little bit. Well, you're not gonna score 31 points every week. That'd be a 
900 point season that's yeah. never happened. Yeah, I mean his batting average guy is low. His line guy is low as 235, 350, 412. After he got yeah, and then up. he hit it. And then it went more right home back run up. and a double. Yeah, it, yeah. The stats move a lot um, for short samples in short yeah. sample sizes. But it was just funny to hear like Twitter. Oh my God, Ellie sucks. He's not doing good. What's happening? Because he had Send one slow down. week, and he's got an MVP slash line. Yeah, um, so that's Tommy's bringing up another another hitter there. We we mentioned Colton Kowser as a hitter. Ellie De La Cruz. I think it's pretty safe to say folks would go with Ellie over Colton. Um, but Colton's got the pedigree um, of a first round pick, fifth overall by the Orioles. Um, how about I see Tom? How about Tommy? I see you have listed here another guy, Josh Young. Yeah, well, um, I, I was going to talk about Josh Young. He's just been a really good third baseman for the Rangers. I don't think there's a lot to say. He's pretty highly re- rostered. Um, he said 275, 329, 493 on the year with 15 home runs. He still strikes out way too much. Only one stolen base. He's not giving you a lot there, but he's in the top five-ish. Um, I don't know if they have numbers. And overall scores for third baseman. He's getting all-star votes in his rookie season. I mean, he's, he's been everything you want to be, but there's another pitcher I want to talk about. God, I probably dude, fell off the radar. This is, I think this is episode episode 28 pitching prospect update. <laughs> Let's scratch all the rest of the hitters. I think people have forgotten about Bryce Miller um, because he had two really, really bad starts against um, the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees. He gave up eight runs and seven runs, and respectfully, that's what how, how you should be – uh, overlooked if you give up that. But remember Braxton Garrett, we talked about him before, gave up 11 runs against Atlanta and won an absolute haul, an absolute tear. So since those two games that he gave up eight and seven earned runs, he faced Miami and Chicago, not good teams. So it went six innings, one earned run, the White Sox. six strikeouts. Then he went seven innings, one earned run, six strikeouts. I don't know what else you can ask for with a pitcher like that. And so for the month of June, um, he's got a 117 whip and he's got 14 strikeouts and 15 innings because he had that one bad start against Texas. But I still think he's a very rosterable pitcher. I think other than those two bad starts, he's been he's been fine. What's he owned? Um, I think he's 80% or so. So, And the reason he's valuable really in a point is like he doesn't walk anybody. He's 97th percentile in walks, and he's got uh, eight walks in 51 innings. So that's it's really not much. He's only given up four home runs. Um, he's not striking out like like everybody wanted to, and he's good at some hard contact. But as long as the defense is there behind him, he doesn't have run into some some trouble. I think he's a very rosterable pitcher. Where is he falling um, on the a, list of Abbott, Taj, Grayson, Wu? Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about a lot of good rookie pitchers here. He's probably towards the bottom, if not the bottom, um, just because he had those two stinkers and the strikeout numbers aren't what you want them to be. But. I think he's still worth rostering. Wes is groaning over there like he's got I, something to say. That's, that's that's tough. The only thing I would say for Bryce Miller, he doesn't have the put-away pitch that the Todd Bradley has or Grayson Rodriguez change-up, right? He's got the fastball. I put him at, I put him at the bottom of that list. Yeah, come on, what Wes. What's, what's, what's wrong, dude? Come on. I think he's performed better than the others, the other guys. Like I think he's performed better than Taj, than Grayson. I maybe Bobby Miller's right there. You know, Bobby Miller is. You know, he had one unfortunate outing, but 
as far as performance goes, I mean, I would say Bobby Miller, Bryce Miller, and then Taj and then Grayson, right? But if I'm grading it long term, I'm I'm probably going Taj, Grayson, Bobby Miller, and then Bryce Miller. If I told you um, a guy had a three six eight ERA and a zero eight eight WHIP with seven quality starts in like nine, I don't know, nine games, you'd be like, "Oh my god, get that yeah, guy in my I'd team." Start him every game. That's that's Bryce Miller. He's, so he he's not bad. I will I will put this luck. caveat. Look at who he's pitched against: Oakland, Houston, Detroit, Oakland, New York, Miami, Chicago White Sox. That's fair. The strength of schedule who is his two pretty rough. Blow up starts again. Texas Yankees and, te- and, Yankees. and Yankees. But he faced Atlanta. Had a he quality did. start. He faced Atlanta and gave up three runs. That's the only time he. That's the only other time he's given but, up more than one earned run or zero. That's the yeah. one area where you say like he just doesn't have that put away pitch that um, or that he can rely on. You know, second, third time through the order. Now, granted, I think it was the. It might have been the Texas start where he got hit early, but. Home runs. Yeah. You look at a guy yeah. like... Oh, no. That was only one home run. Yeah, I forget which oh, start sorry. it was, but he got hit early in one. one. Everybody gives up runs to Texas. Yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to point that out. I think he, because those two bad starts, he was forgotten about. But his overall stat line of the season is really good. The strikeout's probably 8K eight, eight per 9, which isn't great. Um, but it's fine. People, people live on that all the time. Uh, I just... Don't want people to sleep on him because those two bad starts. Uh, I, I think if he de- develops a slider or a changeup, that's that's a little bit higher stuff. He's going to be fantastic. You saw what Seattle did with George yeah, Kirby. Yeah, that was literally the guy. His and, command's not quite George Kirby, um, but his fastball's better. Who's it? Logan Gilbert. I mean, they're just really good at developing pitchers. They got Brian Wu coming up. I think, and he's still young. They gave him a chance to develop that work, and he's there's that slider changeup. He's got. Anybody checked in on Emerson Hancock lately? Or what's going on with him? No, I remember him being a name, nope. and now uh, I haven't seen him. Yeah. So are we, I, uh, I, uh, are we done with pitchers? Can we can we move on? Some? I think we're just sticking with pitchers. I think we're too far. <laughs> I mean, if you want to throw throw a, a hitter into, into I mean, I got, this, a, I got can... a couple of hitters to talk about. Uh, the first, I don't one... know, if we got the time for that though. But you can, if you want to throw these hitters right, in I'll quickly, be, I'll, you can. I'll be quick. I'll be quick. So uh, I got to give a shout out to Eric Cross on this one. Uh, so. The one guy, I saw him post a tweet, and it says, Only four hitters have a hard hit rate and a whiff rate, both in the 90th percentile or better. Kyle Tucker, Yandy Diaz, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and Michael Garcia, rookie for the Royals. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Michael Garcia, not a top prospect. Don't You probably don't know who he is. If you go look at his stat line right now, 281, two home runs, 18 runs, 18, uh, 16 RBIs, in uh, 162 plate appearances, seven stolen bases. But who? Who is it again? I'm looking at the their prospect list. Michael Garcia. It's in, it's in the notes. He's not on the he's not on the prospect oh, list. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> he's not even on their prospect but list. He hits the ball hard and he doesn't swing and miss. And he in the minors stole 35 and 42 bags. He also hit 11 home runs last year. So, look, he's going to get a chance to play every day in Kansas City. If he can develop a little bit of power, man, that's 
a 30 plus stolen base stolen base guy that's going to hit 15 home runs and hit 280 and as as hard as he hits the ball and as little he's as he swings and misses yeah real real interested in that next guy uh Zach Neto I just don't think he gets enough credit uh, of all the young shortstops that there are in the game right now he was he was uh the second guy up for or the first guy up in the 2021 draft right and yep Honestly, he I just don't feel like he gets enough credit. Uh, he's in 259 with six home runs. He has been on the IL a little bit, but I don't know, man. Something about this guy just tells me he's a player. Like he's just kind of one of those dirtbag kind of guys that you just love to watch play and <laughs> I he's available in our league and I don't necessarily have a spot for him, but I mean he hit 320 in double A and 444 uh, he started this year in double A, 444, three home runs and three stolen bases and got called up in 34 plate appearances. So the guy can, the guy can hit. So I'm, I'm, I'm. he's got 60 great hit tool, 50 power, 50 run. Uh, he was fun. I got to, we, um, most of us here, except for you, Wesley, got to watch him at the trash pandas here in town mm-hmm. and, uh, the dude raked. Yeah. He came up quick. It was, he was kind of a big, uh, exciting name when he came to double A really quick. And, uh, yeah, the, the fun name was Logan O'Hoppy when he came to town. Yeah, it sucks that he got hurt. Yeah, they were that. That make it to see him again in a rehab. Yeah, for sure. He was O'Hoppy and uh, NATO are one two in the prospects last year for the Angels. There's one more hitter on this list that I think has quietly slid by and gotten better and better. And I'm not going to say you should go jump out and add him. But I think it's somebody to watch. It's Tristan Casas. Oh, my gosh. I was, I was like, he's yeah. not going to say Tristan Casas, is he? He's not going to say Tristan Casas. Look, in April, horrible, 5A, 5 OPS. In May, league average, 767 OPS. In June, 831 OPS. He's slowly slowly gotten better and better. Lowered his strikeout rate. So his walk rate's always been good. Um, he's just quietly gotten better. His last 100 plate appearances, he's been a, an above-average pitter. Um one of the top scoring third basemen in the month of June. Third uh, baseman, first baseman. Probably the top 10. First baseman in, the, in, in top 10, if I had to guess. Um, but I think he's slowly starting to figure it out. He's always been known for his, for his patience. He was an on-base guy. They talk about him letting lead off at the start of the season. Clearly, that didn't work yeah, out. I think most folks have lost their patience with him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got really good average exit velocity, really good max exit velocity, hard hit rates, his expected, you know, his, his expected WOBAs, slugs. Walk rates are all fantastic. Barrel rate. He's hitting the ball hard. He's just running through a ton of bad luck. His Babbitt's horrible. He, he's expecting bad I'll, average. I'll, I'll give it to low. you, Tommy. He has improved every single month of the year. But for, so, for like for the month of April, he batted 137. For the month of May, oh, it was bad. Yeah, month of May, 257. And now for the month of June, 277. But what he's known for is that slugging, and he's still slugging below 500. Two home runs in June. Three in May, that should be five for one month. But yeah, he's he's been a disappointment. But most people are still saying don't give up on him. You're a little biased, a little bit, I'd say, just a little bit. What do you think? I agree. Um, but I watch him a lot, and, and I, I do see his approach. If, he's getting better. Um, but that power swing just needs to be if there. You, uh, I know Tommy knows this, but if you guys go to Fan Graphs under Tristan Costas's page and you click on Graphs. Ex Woba, yeah, and you look at the Ex Woba. 
<laughs> or and it's very weird like wobo and ops mirror each other pretty identical but look it's it's trending in the right direction it's slow but it's trending in the right direction and we know that left-handed hitters take a little bit longer right so i'm i'm probably not gonna pick him up it might be like a post all-star break to see where he's at type thing to check in on him well, I agree. Or somebody to look out for next year. Or yeah, if you're in a if I don't you're in think a dynasty right league, pick him up. Like if you're in a dynasty league and you're in a league like ours where you have minors and he's available, man, I would uh, I would absolutely be interested in in keeping him he, on my minors. He's a great buy low candidate, probably. Yeah, it's about as low as it gets. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to close this out here. This has been episode 28. Uh, it was supposed to be a prospect update. We got really deep into some uh, pitching prospects. Um, I think that was some great, great conversation and great work there, guys. Um, if you aren't already, follow us on our social media. We're all on Twitter. We're all on Instagram. As you can see, uh, BNB underscore Burns, BNB underscore Lombard, BNB underscore West, and BNB underscore Kotchever. Um, that's how it's spelled out. Um, find us on Instagram. The Twitter interactions we love. Tweet us up. Wes has been tweeting out some great stuff on the daily. Um, top pitchers or just top overall scorers? Um, so every day it's top scores from the day prior uh so the top scoring hitters and top scoring pitchers from the day prior one thing right, so, for me it's just hard to like i don't look at the top scores every day other than doing that and most fantasy players don't so but he doesn't also just do top scores he shows like hey this guy's trending up maybe pick him up he, he wes is giving you some tips throughout the week on his twitter um right there i i, I see that uh on a daily basis pretty much and then tommy's always giving his ex woba on players um, on his Twitter. Um, but for sure, follow our Instagram. That's where most of our um, posts are. They are being shared on Twitter as well. Um, so if you're not already, follow us on there. For me, I'm Michael, Tommy, Wes, Will. This has been episode 28. We'll catch you guys on the next one.